Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number 78 of On the Flank. I'm one of your hosts, John George, alongside Joe Kirkpatrick. Say hello, Joe. Hey, everybody. And Joe, we were duped again. Um, I don't know if Overwatch League is pulling a prank on us, if they just keep on us to predict matches uh, for no reason. But uh, for the for the second week in a row, we predicted matches that were not going to happen, it turns out. Um, so predictions of uh they 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 don't matter really joe i guess hopefully this week's do yeah they've just been uh keeping us on our toes and i guess the 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 trade-off of that is now we have 16 matches uh this weekend 22 the week after that um it's gonna be a lot of overwatch (laughs) they probably have to tack on those four that they missed last week somewhere yeah um because I don't think they've done that yet. I don't think they fixed that, but I don't know. It's just crazy. I mean, once again, it had to happen because of new laws coming into into place in LA where basically none of the teams were allowed to be with each other and the broadcast team wasn't allowed to be with each other. So things happen. Um, hopefully they have things figured out for this very long weekend that is about to happen. But um in place of it, Joe, in lieu of it, uh, they had show matches. So that was great. They they gave us some Overwatch. It gave them time to practice this new setup they're going to have, which possibly means the casters spectating or the casters controlling some part of the broadcast. Um, and they also got to show off Echo and how, um, how it will look when the pros are playing Echo. What do you think of these two little matches? Uh, on yeah, Sunday was it? Yeah, Sunday. Uh, yeah, Sunday afternoon. It was it was quite something. I mean, we got to see uh, some of Mister X's uh, observing talent uh, <laughs> and, and and Uber's uh, production skills that he clearly has. Um, right. and yeah, sure enough, we we got to see uh, lots of Echo, which was you know the point of it. But um, but but yeah, it's super interesting to see what people like. Uh, Profit, what people like, uh, was it Rascal, I think, playing a lot of Echo mm-hmm. for San Francisco? Um, those are the only two I can think of right now. But <laughs> uh, what some of these like big names, big professional names, uh, were able to do on uh, a hero who's now been nerfed um, twice in <laughs> since mm-hmm. uh, since that uh, game happened. Um, but yeah, super cool. I'm glad they were able to do something. Um, uh, and particularly with the, you know, just, it's not even been a week, uh, or I guess it probably is a week today, um, since the release of the hero on the PTR, uh, you know, getting stuff out, drumming up some, you know, uh, some excitement, some engagement, that's what they want to do. Um, and they played on the new maps, which was nice. <laughs> um, yeah. as in like the new map pool. So we got to see route 66, which we haven't all season. Um, which is a small thing, but it was, <laughs> uh, it's cool, cool regardless. Oh yeah. Um, and we got to see some coaches in there, Deepay coming in there at one point. We got to see a Torb one-on-one to start off Valiant versus Gladiators. Um, they were truly show matches. <laughs> uh, it's funny because I feel like during the Torb one-on-one, Uber and Mr. X are like trying to cast it like it's a serious match and they're just super confused as to what the teams are doing. <laughs> And all of a sudden, they just break out to a torp one on one, and they're like, "Oh yeah, we're we're casting a show match." I forgot. <laughs> um, 
yeah. Yeah, I forgot that happened until you said it. <laughs> yeah, it did. Um, but yeah, it was fun. It, it I I love seeing Echo. I love watching any Echo content because it's just fun watching people who are really good at Overwatch play Echo. Uh, she's just super satisfying to watch kill things and people. Um, so yeah, that was cool. And it was cool to see. We got to see Soul for the first time, even though they got absolutely stomped. Um, we got to see San Francisco and L- both LA teams again too. So even and though we saw, they weren't trying the hardest, I don't think. Yeah. We saw the debut of, um, uh, two of Overwatch League's newest competitors. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, being Depay and Packing Ten of the Los Angeles Very Gladiators good. and uh, Valiant. Very good. <laughs> They're my MVPs personally of the weekend. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was funny. <laughs> I saw the tw- uh, Depay tweeted after that he texted his mom about him playing. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's such a good Reinhardt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, fun, fun stuff. Obviously, not the most serious things. Um, I, yeah, I, I'm not too concerned for Soul, even though they got stomped and all. That's like it's just show matches. Absolutely, yeah. But yeah, I'm glad they at least got something off this weekend because I know fans are are missing it. They 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 get our podcast, Joe, but they don't get actual you know league content. They want to see some of that, which I'm glad they can come up with that. But we're we're still putting out podcasts every week too. And you know we have nothing to talk about if there aren't any matches. So yeah, Um, luckily we have a couple things to talk about. I guess (laughs) Um, uh, the first of those being on our news docket here that the championship San Francisco shock skin was revealed. If you didn't know that these things existed last year, the London Spitfire got their very own Winston championship skin um, to commemorate their first season victory. Uh, This season, we're getting a Doomfist, Thunder Doomfist, and it's available today, actually, right? Starting today. That's true. Yeah. Um, And ends April 9th. So, and we have never seen Overwatch League items come back again when they're limited edition. So if you want it, you better dang get it now. Um, But if you haven't seen it, Joe, I know you've probably seen it. But if you haven't seen it out there, go look it up. uh, Because uh, we have some talking to do here. I don't know how this commemorates San Francisco shock whatsoever. It just looks like a (laughs) normal skin to me. What does it look like to you? I mean, it looks like a really cool... uh, (laughs) Yeah, uh, yeah. Doing fist skin, but yeah. The, my my first thought was uh, that it doesn't have tons of shock stuff, um, and then it's like they had a release video and all this, and so they've they outlined some of the like subtle shock, like on his forehead. There's like the um, Golden Gate pattern a little bit, and on his belt, there's like a kind of an SF, but not like in the font of the team, whatever. Um, certainly the Winston one that they came out with with London uh, was a lot more clear about like it actually had I think it even had like their just full logo on on the skin somewhere um, and this one doesn't so like if, if that's what you want it for that's something to know but in general I mean it's it's a really really nice looking doofus skin uh, it's got special uh, effects for Meteor Strike even um, that they made with the, that same sort of SF that like cracks on the ground. It, it's, it's, it's quite a, quite an, uh, <laughs> experience isn't the right word, but that's how I describe <laughs> things. Sometimes there's quite an experience, um, <laughs> to, to see this Doomfist skin. 
Yeah, I think it's a really cool skin. I I agree with you. I do wish it was more obvious that the, this was a to commemorate the San Francisco shock. It almost makes me wonder, like, if they're like, oh, that Winston skin didn't sell too well, but maybe if we got rid of the London Spitfire logo, it would have sold better. Like, it makes me wonder if they think maybe the team branding is like throwing some people off. Like, maybe a casual Overwatch player is like, I have no clue what Overwatch League is. I don't want this skin because it has to do with Overwatch League. Maybe that's what they think. That's what yeah. I'm coming out on the top of my head right now. But honestly, I, I don't. Like, this skin is mainly made for... Uh, I don't know. It's mainly made for Overwatch League. It's It should include more San Francisco... More obvious San Francisco references. Um, because the SF is a little hard to read. And that's because it's similar to the style of, like, the Doomfist DF... Um, which is pretty oh, style. It's pretty stylized, so it doesn't look like an SF until you're told like that's SF. Um, but I did notice the shockwaves on his forehead, and I like that a lot. Um, and I think it's super cool skin. And obviously, it's Thunder Doomfist, which relates to shock in general. Um, so I think that part's cool. But yeah, I do want a little bit more. I want it to be a little bit more obvious. Like this was San Francisco Shock's skin; it was made for them. Uh, but no complaints. Besides that, I'll probably still get it because it's pretty badass. Absolutely, and yeah, you're right. It's uh, out right now. Yeah, so you can nice. pick up for your 200 tokens. Yeah, which you have to pay for because there is no way to get. Because <laughs> there are no more tokens. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they will make money from this straight up. But, um, but yeah, I wonder how much. I wonder how much shock gets. I assume they oh, get yeah. some kind of cut. Huh. Probably. Um, but yeah, we still have Sinatra's MVP skin coming out too, which I think is supposed to be Zarya because he said so. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, so that's exciting. That's an exciting one. Um, PTR. We got a new PTR patch that came out yesterday, I think. We did. I think. Um, I think. In fact, we're on the third um, version of this particular PTR cycle. Yeah. Yep. We are. Uh, already. Because yeah, we had Echo uh, come out on Thursday of last week, um, and it's been on the PTR, <laughs> like I said, for a full week now. Uh, but we now have had uh, a couple nerfs <laughs> come through already. Uh, the first one being to attack that. Um, um, I, I'm sure other people had discovered too, but I noticed uh, Seagull demonstrating in particular um, that uh, her she, she had a, a very a long um, bunny hop is is the the way they describe it. But like after you use your shift um, and you get that first initial burst of speed, you can like um, if you keep jumping, you can maintain that speed for a long amount of jumps, which. Um, it's not a one. It's not how she was meant to be designed. Exactly, <laughs> so. and it's uh, it's super super good for if you're trying to do all this movement, but um, not potentially balanced. <laughs> so they got rid of that. Um, a little bit overpowered. Then, yeah, uh, and then since then, uh, there's also a hold for flight option. So if you're a diva player and you use hold shift to boost, uh, now you can play echo and use hold shift to fly. Um, exact same thing going on there but she also had her first uh, also concrete nerf uh, on sunday i think or no like yesterday, yesterday. You said. yeah wednesday yeah, yesterday. 
uh, where her right-click Sticky Bomb's uh, explosion damage has been reduced from 30 to 25, uh, which is 25 or 30 damage less total if you land them all, I think. Um, and duplicates ultimate cost has been increased by 16%, which seems like a weird number. I assume it makes more sense when you look at like actual <laughs> ultimate points. Um, but, uh, so it nerfs both uh, to the ultimate and to the sticky bombs as well. Uh, but those aren't the only changes um, that's come through this PTR. Um, the other big things, uh, I think there's two other big things. Huge, um, huge ash buff here. It's true. Ash buff, we'll talk about that. Uh, I was going to do the other one. But uh, yes, ash buff to uh, her uh, scope shots. Uh, they have updated the lever action sound to better line up with when she can shoot again. Wow. So huge. If, you, <laughs> if you've been playing Ash and you've been feeling rushed while you shoot, uh, now you can rely more on sound cues, uh, which in theory you might be playing a lot more Ash. Um, this week than you have ever in the past. So, so that update's uh, not out yet for this week. That's true. That's true. This <laughs> is just on PTR. So yeah, I don't know what you're gonna do. Just, just hang in there, Ash mains. You'll you'll get something eventually. <laughs> um, and then uh, I think we mentioned that this also when we last week we talked about the PTR for Echo uh, that there was a change to some of the uh, the the logic behind Tracer's blink. Mm. Um. And sure enough, that did happen. Uh, but then there has been a change to come through now, um, which they describe as. Uh, I'm gonna pull up the correct version of the PTR. They described as uh, they fixed a bug where blinking midair could allow tracer to move slightly vertically upward. Uh, actually, I think it was Kabaji did an entire video explaining this tech. But it was sort of interesting, uh, but it was it seemed pretty crazy, uh, like a significant buff to the way Tracer moves, even if it wasn't intended. Um, and sure enough, it wasn't intended. So sure enough, you can you can still blink horizontally, uh, but not really vertically when you use uh, your blinks. Dang. Uh, yeah. Dang, yeah, and I that's... thought that... I did not think that was a bug. I thought that was a buff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Certainly was a bug. And uh, that's not live yet, but it will be in theory at some point in the future. Nice, uh, nice little yeah. The echo nurse makes sense. She's she is pretty powerful. Um, if you sticky full sticky a two hundred a two hundred uh, health target, you no longer one shot them. Mm, that's big. So I think that's what they wanted to do because they hate one shots ever since the old. Obviously, obviously, Roadhog nerfs game. They've been like, okay, one shots aren't fun. No more. Um, to be fair, it's extremely in both situations. I still think it's it takes skill to one shot someone. Um, in both situations with Roadhog hook and with these sticky, but landing all six, six sticky bombs pretty hard to do unless you're like right up next to them. Um, so I I liked. I like uh, Echo Sticky Bombs, um, but it's okay that it's no longer one shot. I'm fine with it. <laughs> I, I don't care. I don't know. I just, I like I like how powerful Echo is right now. I just I don't know what what the right things to tu- turn down are. You know, it's because she's super fun to watch and play. So I don't want her to be turned down too much in certain places. It's it's about picking and choosing the right places. So we'll see if this is it, but I'm not sure. 
Man. I definitely don't think it's ultimate because their ultimate's just so much fun to watch and theory craft. Um, yeah. Nerf everything else before you nerf that, in my opinion. I know it's busted, yeah. but <laughs> like if you're gonna get like get the rest of Genji's kit, kind of kind of freaking sucks because his because uh, his ultimate's so good, right? Um, That's true. Like some heroes are built like that. Maybe Echo has to be built like that too. I really like the ultimate. Like it makes makes the hero lots of fun. But I like every part of the hero, so it's tough. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I like that uh, sort of thinking, though. Yeah, maybe it's just um, that'll be the direction they end up going for the balancing. Yeah, we'll see. Um, but yeah, we we talked about it briefly this week's competitive bands, which came out this morning. Um, are pretty unique, Joe, because uh, there are four DPS uh, heroes banned. Um, of course, that they it seems like they had been experimenting with with the different sets. At first, they did two DPS, one tank, one support. Then they did um two. Did they do two tanks next? I think. I think so. Yeah. Two or tanks. They have. Yeah. But, in whatever order they did two tanks. One support, one DPS band, and then they did two support, one tank, one DPS band. Now they're doing four DPS band, one tank, one support. Um, and those heroes are Diva, Baptiste, Soldier, McCree, Sombra, Widow. And there's just so much to unpack with those four <laughs> heroes already because you see Diva f- at first and you're like, oh boy, hit scan time. And then you read the rest of the heroes, and you're like, "Oh, there's only I can only play Ash if I'm a Hitscan player, they, or, or Anna, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or Anna. Queue up on support. Um, is this is this the right direction? What out of these out of the four choices we've had? I don't know what they'll do next after this because obviously you can't ban four tanks, one DPS, <laughs> one support because that'll just get rid of all the tanks." But um, out of these four so far, what direction do you like the most? Is this too much for you? I mean, I see a lot of people like on Twitter, like, uh, I guess I'm not playing for a week. This this is a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's super interesting. Um, just because because that's um, because these bands are obviously like being intentionally selected. Um, it. Uh, you know, it leads some people to start thinking about, you know, what could they possibly be trying to accomplish <laughs> with some of these bands? Um, one thing, uh, one theory I've seen going around is, well, we're finally going to figure out um, how Farha and Ash fit in uh, with all these other hitscan uh, heroes taken out of the pool, right? Because um, we know that Ash gets outclassed by basically. I, I mean, all of Every those here, Soldier McCree, Somber Widow, uh, maybe not Somber so much, but um, Hanzo, usually you would play over Ash. Um, but, you, you know, maybe maybe we see, or maybe they discover that they see uh, a lot more play for her. Um, or, you know, conversely, is, is Farah actually in a bad place? Or is she just, again, outclassed by lots of these super powerful DPS heroes? Um... Yeah, so it might might be some kind of reason for that. Uh, the other thing I, th- I saw, uh, which I don't know if it makes as much sense, but um, people thinking about, well, um, since in theory Echo would be countered by a lot of these Sitskin heroes, you know, does this have something to do with some of their, their pre, 
pre-launch preparations for for Echo. Um, and does that have any difference? I, I don't know necessarily if that would or not, but um, but yeah, it's going to be a very different uh, uh, competitive landscape um, this this particular week. Uh, which I guess, unless you play, you know, unless you're a hit scan one trick, that's <laughs> it'll just be interesting. Yeah, yeah. I I before this podcast, I played two or three games. I think two is support, one is tank. So it, the only difference basically was well, I couldn't play Diva, which. I do a lot, so that was sad, but I played a lot of Winston. Winston's pretty good unless the other team pulls out Roadhog and all, all of Winston's counters at once, which happened to me once. Um, but there was a lot of Farah. There was a lot of Ash. Lots of Farah and lots of Ash so far, and then lots of Reaper I've seen too. Um, and May's still in there. Yeah, yeah I've seen May as well. I, I feel like people don't like playing May as much because I barely see her. She's still pretty overpowered even though her recent nerf was just to her wall. Not much changed. So she's she's still a, a pretty powerful character. But in general, like I only see her in Overwatch League. I feel like I never see her on ladder. Like no one likes playing May for some reason. Yeah, um, yeah it's <clears throat> it's going to be interesting. I'll play more after this podcast and see what's happening. But yeah, yeah. Uh, Crazy stuff. I think they should not do four DPS. I th- I like the one two one they were doing before. I think that works fine. Um, and at least if they're gonna do four DPS, they shouldn't do them all like in the same category. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty pretty sweeping. Yeah, especially yeah. to like not have any kind of explicit explanation given. Oh yeah. Um. It'll be interesting to see. I mean, maybe it'll be in a developer update eventually. We'll see. Um, yeah, I guess we got nothing else to talk about besides predicting some more matches that hopefully happen this time. <laughs> yeah, it's it's been a light week, that's for sure. God, Joe is Joe is making so many graphics about what 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 we're predicting, and Overwatch keeps dissing us. Um, <laughs> but but this time these matches will happen, Joe. They will. Absolutely. Um, so we got we had a lot of options to pick from this week, Joe, and we finally get to predict some Chinese teams, right? We do, because they're they're starting to play. <laughs> yes. It's crazy. Um, and that is the first game we are predicting is the Chengdu Hunters versus the Hangzhou Spark. We have not to, yet to see any of these players play this season. We know nothing about these teams. This is like week one again, all over again. Um, and you get to pick first, Joe, since you're in the lead. <laughs> That's true. And the, uh, I don't know if it's ironic or what, um, but uh, the interesting part about this particular matchup is, yes, this is the first time we get to see Chengdu, um, but had they actually started week one, uh, this would have been a, um, uh, yeah, I'd probably say significantly uh, different team. <laughs> because of course um now that they are playing in week eight or whatever this is uh they have the addition of leave uh who was signed was he signed late or actually now that signed I see his late birthday, last year uh he's now that i see his birthday it was october so in my head he had just turned 18 but no i guess it's just because um chengdu hasn't played at all ever <laughs> uh, 
but this is a Chengdu, this is a Chengdu Hunters team that has leave, and that's very exciting for me. Um, obviously, um, we haven't. Uh, I want to say we haven't seen him, uh, quote unquote, properly since um, that World Cup 2018. Um, it looks like yeah, he didn't play in the the World Cup 2019, um, but he was super super awesome on that, and I'm really interested to see um, what kinds of fun he can have with uh, this Chengdu Chengdu team that's known for having fun. Um, as sure enough, they are taking on um, the Hangzhou Spark uh, this particular week. Uh, but yes, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna pick them. Uh, going Chengdu over Hangzhou. Uh, their later match this week is against Shanghai, so it'll be another another good one to watch. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm going with the pandas. Oh yeah, um, and we'll probably we'll actually get to see like Vancouver and London. I guess uh, that wasn't. I guess that was also news. We should say Vancouver and London are both in Korea now. Um, they are no longer in in North America, so I don't know what's hap- We don't know what's happening to their games yet. If they're staying the same or moving or what's happening or they're not playing this week we're not picking their games but um they'll probably be playing against these teams the Chengdu Hunters Hangzhou Spark eventually I guess um and I since we haven't seen these teams yet Joe and I think they're both good teams especially with the addition of leave for Chengdu Hunters uh I'm just I think either one of these teams could win this game based off of our knowledge right now so I'm just going to go the opposite of you so that I could possibly catch up. So I'll go Hangzhou Spark. There you go. Yeah, it's it's, it's going to be a good one. I mean, um, based on you know the changes that we've seen from the Chinese teams and the fact that we haven't seen much from these Chinese teams, I mean, uh, this this first weekend, first couple weekends, are going to be uh, like a big part of setting our expectations. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, next. We have some more Pacific action, which, of course, we have been predicting all year so far, but we get to predict a super good, super good Atlantic uh, showdown. New York Excelsior, Atlanta Reign, two of the best Atlantic teams, Joe. Uh, NYXL has only lost to Philadelphia. Atlanta Reign losing to Paris, I think. Um, and apparently uh, they're good. So. Apparently they're pretty good, Paris is, because they beat <laughs> Philadelphia. Um, but yeah, this is, these are two top tier uh atlantic teams nyxl has pretty much just dominated besides that philly fusion game uh and atlanta rain has has had problems here and there and then looked great other games um i would still say they're underdogs do you think they could pull off the upset joe um i'm gonna i think again atlanta uh, we've been talking about them before they had sort of a late start to the season like actually physically with the matches that they played um, and so after having taken on Paris, uh, most recently, uh, they played, most recently they played Paris. Um, and I don't th- think they played Philly yet this season. No. Um, um, but now New York, again, is going to be another really big, um, really big step for this land team to try to see where exactly they, they fit into these, um, fit into this Atlantic division. Um, I think, uh, based on our power rankings, which we'll get to here, um, in a few minutes, but, uh, also just, you know, history with these teams. I've got, got to give it to New York. I think, um, at least for the edge here on this, uh, the online match they're having, but, um, 
you know, it's going to be uh, big for Atlanta to prove uh, where they end up no matter what. Yeah, uh, if Atlanta can pull this off, it's going to be huge for them, but I don't think they can. I am also going on YXL. NYXL is just such a safe pick, such a safe bet to like only they'll probably NYXL probably once again only lose like three to three to four games this season like they always do. Uh, it's just it's just about betting on NYXL in the playoffs. That's kind of scary, Joe. Uh, but in the regular <laughs> season, they're pretty sure bet to win um, almost almost any game. We move on to some Pacific action. Um, and these more relate to kind of games we predicted last week because this is uh, teams from the Pacific uh, West Division. First one, San Francisco Shock versus the Los Angeles Gladiators. Uh, Gladiators, I think, have only played the Titans up to this point, and now they will be facing the San Francisco Shock. So this will be two games in a row here against the two best teams from last year possibly the two best teams this year tough for the gladiators can they possibly pull this one off and get scathe out with one win uh with the those two hard matches here joe yeah you know they they looked decent uh <laughs> against the la valiant um but you know maybe they were getting carried by their coach it's hard to say um <laughs> exactly how that goes for the gladiators uh but i'm gonna gonna uh, pick here the shock for this this matchup. Um, it, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good one. I think the next one we're predicting is gonna be even better. Um, but uh, yeah, not quite uh, not not quite having the edge at least uh, on paper going into this. Yeah, uh, shock. I, I just can't, especially after the show match. It's hard seeing shock like not just stomping through this league this year. It's crazy how good they are. I'm gonna shock. Um, and then the gladiators are featured once again in the last game we're predicting, which is the soul dynasty. And it is the last game of the week too. Uh, technically it's on Monday morning at midnight, <laughs> my time at least. And Joe's or time. Midnight. Yeah. Um, yeah. Soul dynasty, Los Angeles gladiators. Uh, this is going to be an interesting one. I don't think it's good. Is it going to be the first? No, we're seeing soul face Dallas on Sunday. Um, 24 hours before. Uh, so this won't be the first time we're seeing Seoul. But these matches always, uh, between Seoul and the LA Gliders, always seem to be big ones. I mean, last year it was like the Fissure versus old team. Fissure, of course, is not on the Seoul Dynasty anymore. Um, but Seoul Dynasty versus LA Gliders, always a good one. Who do you think win this, wins this one, Joe? Yeah, so this one, um, I don't think we predicted last week, but it was, or no, it was, yeah, Soul Gladiators uh, was a matchup we predicted last week, oh. um, uh, which I guess is interesting that they were supposed to have a rematch so so immediately, but um, uh, but my prediction has not changed <laughs> after having seen both teams, um, granted, in show matches, but so we've seen both teams, uh, there, there's nothing crazy that... Um, would lead me to change my answer. Uh, so I'm still, still going with, uh, soul in this particular matchup, uh, over the gladiators, which unfortunately means they're, uh, not a good weekend for, for LA, but you know, you do what you can. <laughs> uh, I'm going the gladiators, uh, got to catch up to Joe this week. It's going to happen. And I will get, uh, these two to catch up. I'm going gladiators win this one. They go one and one on the weekend. Um, they go. pull it out. 
Um, and usually we and end are... Go ahead. I was just going to say there are seven other matches this weekend. <laughs> just just trying to go through like other ones that'll be um, cool to watch, even though we didn't predict them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mentioned um, Chengdu Shanghai in particular. Basically all the, basically all the Chinese matches uh, are going to be super good, even though they're played uh, very early in the morning. Uh, uh, very early in the morning, North America time at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I mean, now that we're we're actually doing things, and not uh, <laughs> we're gonna have our work cut out for us trying to watch all these. Yeah, we got a Paris London rematch, the European battle, of course. That's true. Um, yeah, there there should be some exciting matches in there uh, for sure. A lot of them too, and that's that's the best part. Is there are a lot of them? Yeah, this weekend we see eighteen out of the twenty Overwatch League teams play at least one match. Nice. Who's missing? Uh, Philly and Houston. Dang. Well, most of the Atlantic teams got a lot of their games over with, so it makes sense. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Um, yeah, no Philly, Houston. Okay. Uh, fun stuff. We usually end our show at after after this, but this time we have some power rankings for you. There are no stages. Last year, Joe, we used to do power rankings after every stage. There are no stages this time. So I guess we're just finding times, the best times to, to shoehorn them in. Um, and this time our power rankings can't even include the Pacific Division teams because not, not that many have played. I think only four of the ten teams have actually played. So... Uh, and it, that only one match, yeah. Yeah, or maybe five, all five did. I, yeah, I think all five did. Um, but five of the ten, so only one or two matches under their belts. So we're doing Atlantic specific rankings. Uh, you can go to our Twitter right now at On the Flank Show if you want to take a look at the graphic Joe tweeted out. If you want to have it have it alongside you while we talk about them here, because we me and Joe do have some differences here. Uh, the first being I can't rank the Boston Uprising because I work for them. Uh, so I guess that's a big difference. I have only ranked nine teams and Joe has ranked 10. Because um, my opinion on the Boston Uprising is they're awesome because I work for them. So what, I, how am I supposed to p- compare them to these peasant teams, Joe? <laughs> these teams don't pay me. <laughs> Come on. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a big difference. It's true. Yeah. Um, there's a big similarity, which is our top four. So, but first, let's talk about the the bottom of our thing. I have London much higher than you do. I think is the first difference I noticed. Um, That's the only difference. Yeah. Basically, yeah. They, oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> to start placing a London. <laughs> um, yeah, because I have London fifth. Joe has London eighth. He's not as impressed by the rookies quite yet. Um, why do you think I'm wrong, Joe? I mean that's that's a good way to to summarize it basically is yeah not not quite as impressed by the rookies um and I think um first of all we'll I guess go through and uh read off what we've got and then I'll sort of rationalize myself yes, a little bit um so both of us uh sitting with Philly at number 1 followed by New York, Atlanta and Paris in that order um and again we've talked about that that's um it's, it seems at least from our perspective to be about where um these Atlantic teams are sitting and then sort of uh, this is sort of uh, Atlantic tier two, I guess. Um, uh, like we said, uh, John has London at five 
Uh, I have London in eight. Um, so, it, uh, but after his London comes DC, Florida, and Toronto. I have those in that order in front of London. <laughs> uh, and then both of us with Houston Outlaws at nine. Um, and my placing of the Boston Uprising um, indeed is at number 10 in the Atlantic Division. Um, but yes, so literally exactly the same except for London. Uh, I think if I were to make another change uh, to my power rankings, it would probably be um, swapping. Uh, London and Toronto, I think, yeah. uh, to move London up a spot and Toronto down one. Um, again, just because Toronto has not been performing the way I would, uh, the way I, I had expected them to perform <laughs> um, so far this season, and so, so there might be still some bias there. Though they dropped three spots uh, relative to my my preseason rankings. But uh, but yeah, London. Uh, I mean, it's 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 a lot of. Uh, yeah, this first of all, the the middle of the Atlantic Division is pretty even, I'd say, um, relatively, and it's ironic because um, having only played each other when they are so even like that, there's there's a lot fewer things to uh, to make some of these kinds of you know power decisions on. Um, if there's there's all kinds of circles of wins and stuff, but. Uh, but, but yeah, London is a rookie team. Um, they've got some some good wins, but um, certainly not exactly. Um, this, excuse me, what we call super impressive ones quite yet. Um, my computer is currently frozen up, so I can't <laughs> pull up their past match history. Nice. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It's just not not quite there for me yet. Um, and it's not, uh, you, you know, I didn't demote them. Again, we, we've got a sort of a comparison uh, from where we had them uh, relative to their other Atlantic counterparts in our preseason power rankings. They didn't move down any, uh, certainly, but, um, you know, we've got to see uh, Glister and uh, it's not Beast, it's his tank counterpart. <laughs> Uh, London? Who, who, who plays off? Who plays off tank for London? Oh my god! I still <laughs> I still haven't learned these people. Like these are it's it's a new team. It's hard to my brain's not used to learning all these new people here. Um, I can check that while you explain if you want. <laughs> I don't know, but some of these names that um, are showing showing really cool things and and have the potential to continue doing that. Um, I just wanted to do it and like get in there and and uh play some overwatch and cheesy things like that and if they can if they can do well against paris this upcoming week that's a it's a really good start absolutely yeah i think i i've been more i i, I think i see the potential of london more than you here i see i i see them i don't know they, they perform well so far and i see i see some rough spots and i see some rookie mistakes but i think those can be fixed so i i'm I am comfortable putting them at number five. I agree. I think you should maybe put them higher than Toronto. I know you you still you still want to sort of keep them a little high. You want to perform well because you 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 thought they'd do well. Uh, but yeah, Toronto. I mean, I guess we'll see how good Toronto is. They're playing Boston this weekend, so um, that's true. Though, well, hopefully, they're able to pull that one out. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens there. Um, but as far as the top four goes, we are both still not comfortable putting Paris 
uh, higher than four, despite them beating uh, Philadelphia. Of course, they beat Atlanta as well, but we but we still both think Atlanta's better. Um, I don't know. <laughs> as far as I as far as it goes for me, Joe, I I like the two Paris wins there. Um, but I have to. I still, unfortunately, have to see a little bit more from Paris for me to be completely comfortable. And I think it's mainly because they uh, have some other losses on their schedule. Like if they were undefeated and had been had been Philadelphia and Atlanta, I'd be like, oh yeah, this is for sure the best team in the Atlantic. Um, but they didn't do that, Joe. <laughs> um, it's true. They lost to the Toronto Defiant in Week One, who we just talked about. <laughs> <laughs> um being embarrassing they lost to houston outlaws 3-0 um so and those are the two teams at the bottom of uh, bottom of our power rankings basically uh so while they did beat philadelphia and they beat atlanta they lost to some embarrassing teams to lose to joe so yeah that's the reason for me at least they're at number four do you have any other reasons why they they haven't leapt to the top in your opinion even after a philadelphia win uh, I mean, yeah, I know. I think you said it well. Uh, same, similar thing for Atlanta too. Uh, they've got a couple big matches um, before they can, uh, in my head, be, be considered to to step into that um, the top two tier. That's pretty solidly Philly and New York right now. Yeah, I agree. I think Philly and New York are on their own tier, and then I think maybe Atlanta, Paris are on their own tier, and then the rest of them are. It's just like a crapshoot. Just. Um, because some weeks Houston looks like the worst team in the entire league, and then other weeks they beat Paris. So weird stuff happening in the Atlantic. Um, but yeah, anything else to say about your power rankings, Joe? You're about your happy Philadelphia's at the tippy top, both of ours. It's true. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, they've they seem to have earned it. Uh, Hisu actually just turned eighteen, like mm-hmm. two or three days ago. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's uh, it's gonna be big for them when they do start playing, which again is not this week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's luckily this happening has has given some teams with underage players um, a little bit of an advantage because they get to turn eighteen before they play games, which is nice. Um, but yeah, Hisu, uh, I'm excited to see if he plays at all. That'll be that'll be fun. Um, yeah, yeah I, if he get if he gets any time at all over Carpe, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, rough rough person to be behind when you when you're wanting to play some Overwatch, unfortunately. Uh, but yeah, I got nothing else to say this week. It was a little bit of a shorter episode, um, unless Joe wants to fill the time here with with some random stuff he's got or a rant. <laughs> <laughs> otherwise, <laughs> otherwise we'll sign off. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's. Uh... I mean, we're going to have plenty to talk about next week. Oh, yeah. That's for sure. Lots uh, to talk about next week. We just have have all the listeners rest their ears for now so we can <laughs> dive into some Overwatch next week. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, if you want to follow us on our personal social media accounts, my Twitter is at JWGeorgeIV. Joe's Twitter is at Kirkpatrick underscore Inc. That's I-N-C. Our show has a Twitter at on the flank show. As I mentioned earlier in the show, you can see our power rankings, graphic our predictions, graphics, all that stuff. Thanks to Joe. You can email us on the flank show at gmail.com or tweet at us. If you have any corrections 
or uh, topics you'd like us to talk about. You're listening to this in one way. If you want to listen to it in a different way, go to on-the-flank.podcast.co. My personal YouTube channel, John George. You're most likely going to find that via my Twitter, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Play. Thanks for listening. Uh, and go try out this wacky uh, competitive bands this week. <laughs>